Hello, everybody, and welcome to Self-Evident Podcast number 42. You got Massey and Mike on the mic. Ah, Ooh, see what I did? See what I did? Good. Hey. That was good. Guys, thank you for joining us again. Uh, go on theselfevidenttruth.com to find out more information about what we're doing here, all the events that we're doing this year. we got a lot coming up here, especially in September. Yes, I'm going to be out uh, here in August for a couple weekends, uh, which is going to be pretty exciting. And I'm here for the rest of the month of July because God is good. It's a nice little break, but I'm here doing church stuff. So are you. Yep. So here we are uh, back again doing another podcast because guess what? It's ramping up. We're doing more current events. Uh, as you've been kind of noticing lately, we really want to tackle these issues according to basically scripture and real history. And that's kind of the point here. So Manny Pacquiao won last night. Hey, baby. hey. it's my Go guy, Manny. Senator Pacquiao. Got to give it yes. to him. Hey, man, look. It's about current events, right? My dog won. He's 40 years old. My dog won. <laughs> Can you, know? you imagine still being at the top of the boxing world? Straight up. You know, and being over 40 years old. That's that's unbelievable. And he did a great unique. job. I mean, again, get hats off to Keith Thurman. Good fight, buddy. You did you did your job and you you, you did what you could. And, you know, he even said it. You're a heavy-handed puncher and you got a really bright future. But Manny, on top. Game on. Game Go on, Manny. baby. Hey. hey. Good job, Manny. Good job. And it ain't because of anything else except I just like the guy. I, I like think he carries him. himself with class. You know he what I does. mean? He does. Uh, he's always tried to stay above the fray in boxing. You yeah. Know? He, he, he seems like the type that just isn't willing to get into the muck and the mire. Truth. Yeah. But then, too, like, dude, he's a, he's a senator for crying out loud. He's a <laughs> senator. Like, and he's out there fighting. <laughs> you know, he's boxing on top of it. Yeah. That guy's crazy, man. So, uh, you know. Uh, that's just some of the news. You know, a lot of other things have happened, obviously, recently. Guys, you guys were to, uh, we're going to ask you again for, for, for helping us and supporting us, monthly especially. We want to do this thing daily, and here's the reason. There's so many issues to cover, man. Yeah. We're late on some of these issues, but we at least want our take, you know, to, to, to give to you. Hopefully to give you some ammunition to fire back at those who come against you in a not-so-constitutional or not-so-biblical manner. So that's why we're... We're, we're doing this podcast. That's really and, the whole point. What's and, the biblical view of all this, right? Uh, absolutely. And if you're not conservative, you're not necessarily Christian, like we want to be able to give the nuanced explanation, the point of view. Um, I had somebody actually recently go, I've learned so much. I, I haven't had a chance to listen to somebody who's, you know, <laughs> she said conservative and logical, you know, which, <laughs> hey, man, conservatives aren't always known for giving the logical, reasonable explanation, especially if you get on Facebook. Facebook's just a bunch of True. idiots squawking, right? It, yeah. You yeah. know, what's funny, too, is like either side will do the same thing. Absolutely. They'll, they'll, they'll say, look at that. They're on our side. So they'll champion it even without any evidence, without anything like that. They won't come out with facts. Unless you're a guy like Charlie Kirk, Shapiro, yep. you know, those guys or whatever that, that are known conservatives that actually do their homework and study. Uh, Crowder, you know, all these guys, uh, the, the, those are the main, you know, the Pragers, the, yeah. you know, those guys. But and, and I like how balanced some of those guys are, except for Crowder. He's always <laughs> messed up. But a guy like Prager isn't out there to try to make you change your no. mind. He's, he's out there actually giving a good thesis on why he believes what he believes. Right. There's no. I don't, I don't, I don't want to say it's not evangelistic because he kind of, he obviously is, but he's not forcing it down your throat. He makes logical arguments for everything that he says and does. And the people that are that go on a show, you notice they're never afraid, they're never frazzled. You know, yeah. when they do those little videos, they're just normal talking people who have an opinion and and, and a very solid opinion, constitutional it, it, opinion at that. He doesn't attack. No, and, he doesn't need to. 
you he's, get, I think he's too old for that. He, I think he is. You know what I mean? And I don't he's mean that in, too in much a negative. Of a nice guy. Yeah, I don't mean that. He's like a Dobson. He's like the <laughs> really he's is. like the Dobson of the conservative. You know, almost <laughs> the Jewish Dobson. <laughs> right, right, right. Sorry, Prager. I get it though. Look, man, we but ain't capping. Right. I love yeah. what you do, man. Absolutely, you know? and and he's. He's a very respectful, kind, jovial guy. Who, totally. When he puts out information, I what I like is he tries not to make that that real generalizing divide of um, all liberals are this way and all conservatives are this way. No, and, you know he he'll point out, look, this is what the left has been teaching. Or yeah, this and the dangers the of teaching, saying, and yeah, the dangers of where this is going to go. Even if you don't agree with him, you still have to give him credit that, look, he's he's trying to put it in a reasonable, respectful yeah. way, which, you know, not tooting our own horn, but, hey, I'm going to toot our own horn. Like, we've had people respond and say, I can appreciate listening to you even if I don't agree with you guys because you put it forward in a respectful right. way. And, and they're non-conservative. Yeah, they're yeah. not. They're non-Christian uh, in a lot of ways. They're 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 more on that. What do they call it? Liberal left. Yeah. Side. We we've gotten tons of those things, and we've gotten hate too. That's fine. But like the the cool ones are, you know, you, you make me think. That's Absolutely. That's the point. Absolutely. Getting that mind to jog, baby. And you had you had hit on it, and we want to reiterate that we're our whole goal and duty is to show what the American government was originally designed to do and how Christ fits into every sphere. Yeah. Where did it come from? Christ. Government. I mean, not yeah. Christ the Bible. I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to say it was all Christian religion. But but, but there was a big influence. Yeah, Judeo-Christian values or the Judeo, yep. you know, Old Testament. A lot of it was the, the Old Testament law and, and, you know, how you had to have two or three witnesses. That's how our, you know, justice system works and yep. you know, all these things. And so, yeah, we can all make a case for one or the other. But the one thing I'll say is a lot of these quotes at the... People use that the founders say that try to demean Christianity. Poorly which, used in a lot of ways. Which you and I recently, somebody on Facebook had sent you a list. Yeah, of like there four was four of them. Yeah, quotes and yeah. And I'm proud of you for basically nailing each one in a respectful way. But you said, look, this one. Here's the whole context. This one, here's yeah. the whole context. And that's what always ends up happening is it's not the whole context right. of the quote. It's one piece, and people go, see, they, they didn't believe in God, or Jefferson hated Christianity or whatever. And I know? think Jefferson and Franklin at their younger age, uh, Jefferson would admit it. He was yeah. kind of jovial about the Lord. He wasn't really, I think he did a thesis on it. I can't remember. Like I read this one letter, and I got to pull that up. Maybe we should do a, a podcast on it. But like they, he was, in his younger days, not really for this whole religious stuff. You know, he's yeah. raised as a deist and he was like, whatever, you know, English deist and all those things. Franklin, I think the same thing. They were just young and whatever. But as they got older, they started to realize, I mean, dude, if Franklin or I'm sorry, if Jefferson didn't care, he wouldn't have been the father of religious freedom in Virginia. He wouldn't have cared. You know, he wouldn't have said the things he said about the Lord and how Franklin would have called for prayer. You know what I mean? During the Constitutional Convention uh, because of that, you know, so like there's what I'm trying to say is I'm not saying they were perfect Christians. I'm not saying they were perfect men. I never put them on a pedestal, but I'll say this. Don't take quotes out of context. Yeah. When they're talking about freedom given up to us by God and can only be maintained by virtue, those are real quotes. They weren't saying that to be funny or, or idiotic. Matter of fact, one of the quotes they said was Washington said the Constitution is, some, is, is the paper I, or the document I would never abandon. And that was their thesis for him hating God and government. No, what he was saying was, is, what I would say as a preacher is the Bible is something I would not abandon. 
Yeah. He, they had nothing to do with Christianity. So then I talked about his farewell address when he said religion and morality are indispensable support, supports for, a hap, for the happiness of a nation. You know what I mean? And that was paraphrased. I know the whole quote by heart, but I was paraphrasing that. And so, like, in, in Washington's writings, I think the most, there was a lot of things. Now, this is where Christians get all hairy. Uh, he was this, and he was a mason, he was all this other stuff. Look, I don't know. What I'm saying is don't take their quotes out of context, right? Yeah. And let's talk about what they thought. If they were not good Christians, that'll be found out on the Day of Judgment. I don't need to do that. What I'm saying is they believed in something greater than them. As a matter of fact, we're going to read about John Locke and what he believed on that flag, the appeal to heaven. We're going to talk about Locke's writings on that and how it was. Man, if it's not, he has the right to petition heaven and, and appeal heaven for his rights being violated. That's the whole point. You know what I mean? So there's a lot to this, but... You know, one of the things we want to do is bring clarity to a lot of these situations because a lot of people have questions, especially now in the era where the boy, what the news, the both right and left are really trivializing everything we've been taught. Now they're trying to change meanings of words. Crap. They're even saying the flags now are racist and white supremacist. And we're going to talk about that uh, if, if you want. But just recently, Chris Pratt was wearing a, uh, you know, the actor Chris Pratt. Uh, I think he's hilarious. Sometimes crass, obviously, but I think he's funny in the Guardians of the Galaxy and all those other movies. I think he's funny, but wore a shirt that said "Don't tread on me." It was infused with the Betsy Ross flag. Yeah, let me. And what happened? And let me read an article from Flare dot com. This article kind of paints the perfect uproar of what happened, and I want to take this apart. He says the uproar comes from the fact that over the years the flag has been adopted by far right political groups, mm. becoming a symbol of conservatism and more recently associated by some with white supremacy. Although the jury is out on whether there is an official connection. <laughs> so, yeah, maybe not so innocent. Dude. So, it's the same thing they did to Kavanaugh. Look at this. This, oh man, this is so wrong. Uh, this is very wrong because what has just been done is okay, conservatives like this flag. Absolutely. You cannot deny conservatives are the ones who tend to pick up the Gadsden flag. You yeah. see it on somebody's 1998 Dodge Ram diesel. Dude, I had one on my expedition. Conservative. Or right. my, my excursion, That's right. I mean. You did. You're probably a conservative. It was the year 2000, by the way. She yes. was an oldie. Yeah. She was a beaut. Uh, I liked that expression. Yeah, me too. And so this author then says it's been adopted by far-right political groups. So we've already drawn that picture of now it's not just conservatives. It's far-right, which as soon as you use that word, what connotation are you giving? Exactly. Fringe. White supremacist, yep. fringe, crazy people. Becoming a symbol of uh, conservatism. Okay, so he goes back a little bit and kind of like, okay, yeah, it's become a symbol of conservatism. And more recently, associated by some with white supremacy. So some people have associated with white supremacy, which I would put into the argument most, or not most, but, well, most of the people associating it with white supremacy are liberals. Truth. It doesn't tend to be a white supremacist flag. Truth. And then he goes further and says, although the jury is out on whether there is an official connection, you just shot your whole argument. You just said, basically, nobody knows. And, uh, you know, we're not really sure if there is a connection. But the fact that there might possibly be in somebody's mind a connection means that Chris Pratt is the most awful person on the face of the earth. Because he wore a Gadsden flag. You know, it's funny, dude. When we talked last week about that whole squad, remember that when when uh, they accused Nancy Pelosi of, you know, being like the 1940s Democrats, you know, what did they just admit to? 
the very thing that they were mad at Dinesh D'Souza for, for calling out Democrats being the party of racism. They just admitted <laughs> in that tweet to her that y'all were the party of racism, the 1940s yeah. Democrats, right? So Planned Parenthood is associated with a known racist, Margaret Sanger. Margaret Sanger, Sanger which we, we try to bury. Who and they she bury really the was. crap out of it. And you can't even prove that it's associated with white supremacy. They're just doing this crap. They just throw these names and things out in the air. I'm telling you, dude, they keep doing this. It's going to be white noise. I, now, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I, there's a quote I want to read. But, che- but check this out. Point. I'm going to talk to you about the Gadsden flag. I'm read it off my little teleprompter here because right, I need it. Right before you do that, let me read this uh, Orwell quote. Um, and you and I were talking about this before we started. You're right. 1984, right? 1984. One of the characters says, warns the reader how every book has been rewritten. Every picture has been repainted. Every state statue and street and building has been renamed every date has been altered and that process is continuing day by day minute by minute history has stopped so when we look at these flags it's just one piece of the puzzle how many statues have been pulled down how many streets renamed how many schools and buildings renamed how many flags have we suddenly designated as being racist now the start the pledge of allegiance i'm sorry the star spangled banner you're absolutely right right so for some reason, for 200 years, we just maintained racism because we didn't want to get over it. And now, all of a sudden, we're illuminated in these times, right? Everything's racist. Everything is bad. Everything's no longer America. And now, we're saying that, dude, this is going to lead into so many good things, but I'm just going to say it before I get into it. Now, does America really need borders? Because that's not America anymore. Correct. Correct. You know what I mean? That's, like, that's we're, craziness. We're told that's not the heritage of America. The the heritage of America is letting everybody in and not immigrants. having borders. It's, right. it's all about immigrants. When, and you and I were talking about this, and this really is kind of the theme of this whole topic, is what's being torn down is everything America used to be. Everything that has some unique significance to what America is or was and all of that's being pulled down right. to be rebuilt in a new image. Right. Um, I was having a conversation with somebody about the whole MAGA thing, Make America Great Again. And they said, America's never been great. You know, that whole line. So then, because it says Make America Great Again, the, the belief is that means going back to racist, white supremacist values that America was supposedly completely involved in right. throughout the whole history of America, right. which is a complete washing of the true nuanced history of America. Right. Because America was also one of the birthplaces of the fight against racism and slavery. Slavery, yeah. Right? We were helping Britain when we've done that. Talked about how America helped abolish slavery. Western civilization is the only civilization to actually fight to end slavery. I just... Dude, this makes more and more sense to me as I, because you're right. It, 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 all of this was birthed because of this, because of injustices. Was there injustices still happening? Of course. Now, take a newborn baby, dude. What, how many newborn ba- babies have you ever seen that are fully trained right out the gate? Exactly. I mean, think about it. You're going to have issues and problems with the baby, but that is why you correct it. That's why you have disciplines. That's why you have encouragements. That's why you have, you know, certain things you teach them not to do and, and, and to do, right? Um, what does the Bible say in, in, in Proverbs? Foolishness is bound in the heart of a child, but the rod of correction 
will drive it far from him, right? Yeah. Or you know, people are going to take that. Are oh, you see, you want to beat your? No, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying, correction is good. Discipline is good, right? And those of you who don't want to discipline, I like to see your kids in 30 years. Actually, look what's happening now. Because this is perfect example. It's a great example, right? A lot of the, a lot of the people that I know, especially young people, that work ethic isn't as there as much as it was when I was growing up. Yeah. Um, it, there, it was you, you did you just didn't call into work. You just didn't do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? You didn't you didn't think about missing a day. You didn't think about man. I'm gonna go out on the weekend with my friends. You know what you were thinking about saving up money because I gotta go to college or I gotta go do this or I want to save up for a car, or things like that. Nowadays it's just so different, right? Because we haven't taught them to do it on their own. You know what I mean? And that's that's a big thing. But back to the Gatson flag, I'm just going to talk about this. This is where Franklin actually used this as satire. He used snakes as satire uh, a lot in his uh, gazettes and things like that. And he would talk about snakes going back to England and stuff like that. But the snake actually meant this. He praised their constant vigilance and the animal's innate instinct not to attack unless provoked. Exactly. We weren't going to attack. This is my defense against pastors who say, why did they use guns in the revolution? Jesus, you know, didn't let Peter, you know, do that. He's, you know, you're not supposed to, you're supposed to turn the other cheek, bro. They were being attacked. Yeah. Old Testament teaches you that. You know what I mean? When did Jesus change that thing? It didn't change. You know what I mean? So that's my defense when people say, well, no, there had nothing to do with the gospel, them being attacked. It was just because they wanted to be a tyrant and they needed to defend themselves. So Benjamin Franklin's reference to the rattlesnake is we're not going to attack unless we're provoked. And the designer structure of the flag is don't tread on me. And it's a coiled snake that's ready that's to strike, ready to strike. Right. That whole idea is a rattlesnake's not going to attack you unless it feels threatened or you tread on it. OK, so it's not something that seeks out um, attacking something or attacking someone, I should say, like a human being. It eats, obviously. It's it's a predator. Um, but we've got to look at that flag and, and realize that the real structure, the real symbolism of it is defensive. It's a defensive moniker saying it's kind of like a beware of dog, you know, sign on a fence. It's saying don't come across this border. Right. Don't come across this because... I'm going to defend myself. And that was meant for a tyrant government yeah. that was oppressing the colonies. And they were trying to say, don't come. Right. Don't oppress us. That's don't right. Don't tread on me. That's right. By the time um, Christopher Gatson, he was a general uh, in, in the army. Um, was he a general? Yeah, he was a colonel. Yeah. I'm sorry. He was a colonel. Oh. Franklin's metaphor, uh, it took its own life. And it basically, the rattlesnake represented an American population that was united docile unless provoked and deadly to step on mm-hmm. don't tread on me don't tread right on me. that's the same thing these flags like dude what is wrong when did it become wrong to talk about that with a government who's already overreaching what is wrong with saying that like if i can't have a popular opinion or a, i should say it is kind of popular opinion that government is messing things up right just like we were talking about your friend like, government doesn't do a good job at all. And you know why I know that? Both sides are protesting against the government. Yeah. The, the, the liberals or whatever you want to call them protest against Trump. The right or the conservative protests against the other side. Both agree the government's messed up. <laughs> but you know what? They both want more government. Yeah. They both want it. Yeah. Right? I'm saying, go back to that. How about get out of my business? Leave me alone. Yeah. Give me my money back. Give everybody their money back. Don't try to help the poor. Let the churches do it. We'll see how fast L.A. changes. Yeah. Seriously, when the church has to do it, when civic groups have to go out and do it, 
Not a government. We're not depending on the state anymore to help us. We're going to do it ourselves. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to teach people how to fish instead of give them one. So they can do it on the, the on their own, do it themselves. If they want to live on the streets, that's on them. The the conservative motto in, in, in this discussion I had, one of the things that I was discussing was the conservative sees somebody and wants them to have agency. Right. They want them to have independence and, and responsibility and, and the ability to do what they need to do to survive. Now, there are some people who just cannot survive on their own. Truth. Whether it's mental illness, whether it's mental disability or whatever, there there are plenty of people in this world who just cannot survive on their own. That's where the church is supposed to come That's in. That's right. That's where the community is supposed to take over. So the conservative looks at a problem and says the community should be taking care of this. The church should be taking care of this. You look at a farming community, and most farming communities are pretty closely knit. And why is that? That's because they've been raised generation over generation of you take care of your neighbor. You, you don't wait for some government bureaucracy or agency to do it. Now, where we get into a little bit more controversy is you've got the inner city, which the inner city, whatever um, thin community connection they've got, it's not enough to overcome the stem of poverty and violence and, and corruption that is plaguing the inner cities. And so people in the inner cities go, we've got desperate times. We need desperate measures. We need government to help fund us. We need government to provide for us. We need government to fix these problems. And that's really where the difference comes in is the conservative says, no, the government is just going to make it worse decade after decade. True. The If, if you give somebody $100 week after week, they start to rely on it. They, they don't become then, stronger in agency of making their own $100. Right. They go, where's my $100? It's Friday. Right. Um, and and I know I'm getting a bit off on a rabbit trail, but it's all right, know, because we, we not, get into this. You know? No, I think it's good, though. I think it's good because we got to talk about it. So, like, he, there was just a recent story a few days ago. Uh, Pastor, oh, yeah. uh, Pastor Jan had, had uh, shared it. Um, here's a church here, Central Florida. I believe it was called Stetson Baptist Church. Ended up. Uh, paying off $7.2 million of crippling medical debt for 6,500 families who could not afford it. What has government been harping about for freaking years? Medical debt. Medical debt. And how we need to make it cheaper for the consumer and all these other things when they can't even make their own rent. And they're saying that's the fault of the employer. No, 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 no. It's the fault of big government. Get out of it because the church can do it. We can help these families do it ourselves. And they did it. Right. And they got the idea from another Kansas church who did it. That's right. I remember reading about right, that. Right. Right. You know? So they're like, you see how like it's a domino effect. We can do little things. Maybe you're not called to government and politics and all. But, dude, go out and help the communities. Get these people out of debt so they can live their lives a little bit. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and so w- we can do this ourselves. You know what I mean? We don't need a government to do this for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Why do I need you to help me pay my bills? <laughs> you're taking my money to pay bills, right? Why do I need you to help me pay my bills? Give me my money back. <laughs> True. Or or flip side, right? Flip side. Let's think about this. You can't even pay your own bills. When y'all disagree on a budget thing, the government shuts down. Guess who starts complaining? Well, all the government workers aren't getting paid, blah, blah, blah. Were they supposed to? You know what I mean? Like, you can't even do your own budgets right. They're always in a deficit. They're always running a deficit. And you know what? The same people running the deficit is the same one with the credit line. 
So we run up a deficit, but we can keep voting up our own credit line. And, and the, Is that not unbelievable? And the same one that'll put you in jail if you don't pay your if taxes. If you don't pay your taxes. If you don't have to enough money. To pay a money. credit line that I didn't even yeah. ask for. You know what? All these people. Well, America's bad. America's this. Well, you know what? I didn't agree to paying taxes to an overreaching government. I didn't agree to that, but I'm doing it, right? Because if you don't, you go to jail, correct? Yeah. I didn't agree to this, but I'm doing it. Now, I'll stand and protest against it, right? But I'm not going to be stupid and rebellious unless I know for sure that something's going on with my money that I don't agree with. There's just tons. I don't have time to fight a court battle, though. I don't have time to fight that stuff right now, right? I've got to fight from the local up. So right now, we're, we're involved in our local area. We're getting entrenched here. Doing things locally with our uh, uh, school board and city council, all that stuff, right? The the, the county board, uh, all those other things. But I, I think what's important about this is what I love about government is they try to tell you how to live your life. They don't even know how to do their job. No, and it's and it's the same people saying that we're broke and poor that are millionaires. It's it's people, with my money. People trying to tell us how to do it through the coercion of government, and. To get back to the big picture, we've got this this same mass of people who are trying to say, okay, government needs to start coercing more and more, but the shape they want to create America in is completely different. And that's why right. we started covering the flags with yeah, and right. this whole issue was we our our image of America is what the founders originally intended of America. A society that builds itself and takes care of itself and a very small, loose government to oversee the big things that need to be taken care of. What we're getting into is now a complete reshaping of the morals, values, and system of America into something different. Something where the government is the one completely taking care of the social aspect and the community aspect. And what I mean by that is the social value, social system, and the community system of taking care of each other. So we've, and you're noticing it one by one. We had the American flag. Now it's considered racist, it's considered white supremacist, an evil symbol. We had the Star Spangled Banner. We had the Pledge of Allegiance. Now we've got the Betsy Ross flag and the Gadsden flag. And we just and discussed the well, yeah, and and appeal to heaven, which well, hasn't come hasn't up come yet. up yet, but it will trust right, me, right? Because the they'll next, say because Washington was a slave owner, and the exactly. And the <laughs> next next argument geez. will be this is white Christian flag that people are supporting. That's now right. the appeal to heaven, pro- I don't know if it's strong enough that it'll really catch on, but who knows? We're yeah, we're who, taking down each flag one by one, right? Right. And it, dude, you, here let's yeah. let's take it a step farther, Mike. Yeah. You know what? Colin, let's agree with you. Let's just say the flag represents all kind of discrimination and all that other stuff. Right? Well, then I'm going to start pro- protesting the flag for uh, coerced taxes. Protesting the government for not even following its own constitution. Hear me, Congress? Protest the government for funding abortions. Hear me? Hear me? That flag is so discriminatory against the person who actually wants to keep the constitution that we should be protesting it for that, if that's the line of thinking we're doing. But you know what that flag represents? Everything that's good with America, not what's bad with it. Yeah. It was the, the symbol of hope that something could be better in order to perfect our future government. That was the point. Is it always going to be good and perfect? These people want a utopia, dude. Dude, the, Christ even said the poor you will always have with you. Wait, God said that? Yes, <laughs> because it's always going to be there, bro. 
Since the beginning of time, we've had evil, man. That's it's natural. We're going to have bad things happen. But you don't condemn the things that actually mean light to mean bad or wrong. Dude, how many people represented Jesus in that name who did terrible things in the name of Jesus? So then we condemn Jesus? Yeah, dude. Jesus never taught those things. He wasn't about teaching that crap. He was about teaching uh, righteousness through him, that he was the only way, the truth, and life, that his morality was so pure and sublime, even our founder said. That, that uh, it, that's, I, th- I believe it was what Jefferson that said that. No, it was Franklin, I think, that, that this religion was so pure and sublime, or Adams, one of the three. Right, but it was one of those three that, yeah. that talked about it. This this religion, I, I don't even want to call it that. This dogma, this 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 religious belief that we have as Christians, right? How many people have taken that out of context? But you know as well as I do, Mother Teresa represented it way better than half the people, three quarters of the Christians. Good. You know what I mean? So how come we won't use her example to exalt Christ? But when we see a bad one, we're like, see, that's why Christianity's bad. Here, what about? Let's go with Buzz Aldridge. They, they, they put a flag on the moon, man. I don't know if he was the one, but was that that uh, Neil Armstrong. Neil Armstrong, I'm sorry. Neil Armstrong, sorry. But we're going to the moon, right? And all of a sudden, they would plant a flag. Why not represent what's good for America? That's what it represents. Innovation, thought, right? Growing A, a, a growing economy, something new, uh, uh, exploration, all these things. Things that are different, right? That's really good. Um, Why don't we when, exalt the good is what I'm saying. When when we have symbols that are connected, that the values that built the symbol should be the values that carry the symbol through. Thank you. Um, and here's one that I want people to think about. The, the swastika. It was not a ri- an original Nazi creation. It was actually a, a, a Tibetan creation, um, a very ancient creation that... that Good fortune, good luck, you know. Really? Uh, I didn't know goodness, that. Goodness, right? And I didn't it, know that. It was commandeered by the Nazis. But now any, the only thing anybody ever thinks of is the Nazi symbol. The Hitler thing. The Hitler thing. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, it's, 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 I remember I have a buddy long time ago who gave me a, a, like a string charm or whatever, and it, it had that on there. And I teased him. I was like, "You're giving me Nazi propaganda," and, and I knew vaguely that I was I was making a joke out of it. But and and he explained further, like, "No, no, 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 no." But that's that's what we do with it, right? We're like, right. Uh, "Well, that's a Nazi symbol." Well, it wasn't originally a Nazi symbol, right? And what I hate is we let evil take out good. That's right. This C.S. Lewis has an analogy for this. People are like, how can you be happy in heaven knowing that you've got family members in hell? Dude. And, Dude. and he, what he said... <laughs> this is so crazy. What he said was, how could you let hell, the, the sorrow of hell, blackmail the joy of heaven? Oh, man. Okay. But think about this, Mike. How many white supremacists wear Nike? <laughs> You can't tell me they're not out there. I'm sure there are some white supremacists wearing, wearing Adidas, white, white wearing Nikes. Reebok, wearing yeah. right whatever clothes they're wearing. If they're wearing stuff from Walmart, so does that mean the clothing company is racist because those white supremacists are wearing it? Yeah, or or using it. What what if oh, they decide? Holy to have, smokes! How many of these yeah. white supremacists fill up at a BP or a at a, at a gas station? Oh my gosh, station. dude! Burn them down! Oh man, I can't believe it. Holy smokes, how many of those places use mechanic, or those guys use mechanic shops? Yeah. Are they somehow white supremacists because they went to a mechanic? 
They don't represent the mechanic. They don't represent the gas station. They don't represent just because they use something or do something does not represent those values. Exactly. That's not what it's about. It's the values that the flag or the, the symbol was intended to uphold. Let's judge those values. Let's judge what does this originally stand for? Now, we talked about the Gadsden flag. Let's talk a little bit about the Betsy the Ross. Betsy Ross the flag. The Colin Kaepernick, yeah. Betsy Ross flag thing. This what values did it originally intend to stand for? This is all it stood for, okay? The colors used in the flag generally represent red for valor, white for hope and purity, and blue for loyalty and vigilance. That's all those colors mean. The 13 stripes with the 13 colonies, 13 stars, 13 states, all those things. The original 13 colonies were there. Uh, and so the blue represented loyalty and vigilance, white for hope and purity, represent red for valor, right? And uh, uh, let's see, Washington interpreted the symbol of the flag as we take the stars from heaven, the red from our mother country, separating it by white stripes, thus showing that we have separated from her, and the white stripes shall go down uh, to posterity, representing liberty. That's what it meant originally. It was, that was the whole, the, the, oh, he was just saying that from, how do you know? How do you know that? Look. I, to me, Colin's making a great name for himself. He's done good. He's yeah. a good marketer. He knows right? what he's doing. Yeah. So whatever, how did he become the authority on the Betsy Ross flag? Who gave him that authority? Who gave him that? Dude, who gives government authority to run your life? This, you do. You're slaved in your own heads. I'm not going to take them. Think about this. You're now enslaved to people on a TV set. This is why I said on Sunday when I yeah. preach that we, we say we hate the media, yet we watch the stupid thing. We get pissed off and we put it on Facebook and YouTube and all these other things. We make videos about it saying, oh, look what the media did today. Look what they're saying about Trump today. Well, then shut the dumb thing off. Follow scripture and start preaching that. What these things mean isn't what they're saying it means. So why are you even getting in the debate? Fly him higher. <laughs> now they're saying the, the, you, you can't use nativity scenes. Are you kidding me? No, I'm not doing this no more. We can't allow this no more. I will not allow my money to be used to fund abortions. And we got to find a way to stop this. I'm not going to, I don't want my money to be used for schools anymore. We got to find a way to stop this. Dude, this is hope talk. You want to get out you, here, liberal, conservative, both of you, both of you, right? You want to stop this mess? Money talks. <laughs> Liberals, quit paying your taxes to an overreaching government. See what happens. Concer oh, is this hate speech? Now, I'm speaking against the government. Adams, who's my favorite historical character, tried to write a sedition act that speaks against the government. It was illegal to speak against the government. Who's my favorite, actually? I'm not judging him by one instance. I'm judging the whole body of work. Look what the man did. Was he wrong for doing that? Absolutely he was. I agreed with Jefferson 100%. Yeah. And a lot of times what happens is we we have our morals until we get ourselves into a sticky situation. We talked about this last podcast. The When you're up against the wall, how are you going to act and, and what are you going to do? And I believe Dude. he he felt his back was against the wall in terms of the government and the nation and how it was. You know, things were traumatic and, and turmoil. And Dude. he said... I've got to do something to keep this all together. His back was against the wall. I'm learning this more and more, Mike. Being under a cult leader for 12 years, seeing overreaching governments, seeing people controlled, the only reason why people try to control and become a tyrant is because they fear their reputation at the end. Mm -hmm. Caesar did it. King George tried to do it. 
right? Yeah. Our presidents now. This is all about fear. When you can't control it no more, you you, you got to just start putting on the reins. It's exactly what happened what? to Adams. He feared his reputation. He said it. Yeah. He feared his reputation. Why do you think dictators off so many people close Exactly. To Kim Jong-un's a perfect example. He offs his family members and he offs his top generals because he's afraid of people taking over. He's afraid of losing his power in his position. Because if he loses that, he's dead. Right? Look at Gaddafi. Dude. If you lose it, you're dead. And so dictators and tyrants, the more they're desperate, the more they're going to try and crunch and oppress any revolution, anything that, that goes against their power. You know, and you look at Stalin, you look at Lenin, you look at Mao, you look at even today, you look at Putin, you look at Xi. You've got all of these leaders that are truly oppressing people. And if we don't look at how a scared, desperate government works, we're going to be in for a big surprise when we actually have a scared, desperate government. Because I don't care what you say right now. Our government is not as scared and desperate, but they're starting to move towards that direction. And the populace is becoming more uh, chaotic, more unrested. It's closer to violence, right? Plenty of people have said, look, uh, never let a good crisis go to waste. What we're pointing out is let's not let the government get to that point where it can actually do real damage. Let's get back to the basics. Let's get back to what the founders and, and the original values were of today. So to, to your point, why is it that Kim Jong-un and all these guys, they fear their position? They fear they're, they're going to lose their position. Mm-hmm. Dude, when, 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 the, when uh, Lazarus died and Jesus raises him up from the dead, watch this. Mm. This is really good. Uh, Jesus raises him from the dead. This is, uh, uh, I believe it's John 11, 30, 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came, came to the tomb, the cave, Take away the stone, he said. But Lord Martha said, by this time, it's a bad odor. It's been, you know, three days stinking, uh, the, the King James says. <laughs> he said, uh, Jesus said to her, didn't I not tell you to believe and you'll see the glory of God? They took away the stone. Jesus looked up. He said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. Right? He said, I knew that you were always, you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here. They may believe that you sent it. He's, he then yells out in his voice, Lazarus, come forth. Right? He comes out uh, bound hand and foot, right, with those things. And uh, Jesus said, take off the grave clothes and let him go, right? Now listen to this, the plot to kill Jesus. This happened right after. The Pharisees and the Sadducees had a very powerful position at that time. They were in cahoots with the government, basically. Here's what he said. Here's what they said. This is verse 45, John 11. Therefore, many of the Jews who had come to visit Mary and had seen what Jesus did believed in him. But some of them went to the Pharisees and told uh, told them what Jesus had done. Then the chief priests and the uh, Pharisees called a meeting with the Sanhedrin. said, what are we accomplishing, they asked. He said, here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Read that again. Read that line again. This is crazy, dude. This is crazy. It says, what are we accomplishing? And this is what the, the Pharisees had said to, to the Sanhedrin. This, this is what they said. Here is this man performing many signs. If we let him go on like this, everyone will believe in him. And the Romans will come and take away both our temple and our nation. Fear. What drives people to kill, to do all these controlling things, is fear. You know why Trump says the bull crap he says, which I don't agree with half the time? No. Right? Saying, listen, you can have an, a side on this whole thing when he said, go back to your own country. Dude, you're just telling them, 
If you don't like your country, go back and try to fix it. And then come back. Right. And, and tell us how to do it. Exactly. This is crazy. Like, but dude, all that got scrubbed. <laughs> it, truth, dude. I, I, don't, I don't understand how we can justify this stuff. Yeah. More hatred doesn't work on hatred. But Trump, yeah. I'm not, I don't know if he fears. I don't know. I, probably he does because that's why they just lash out like that mm-hmm. because they don't like being attacked, right? Mm-hmm. That's a small man. Yeah. If you don't like being attacked, it's a small man. It really is. President Trump, I don't agree with you on this. I just don't like how you do this, dude. And it's not even that I don't like. It's unscriptural. It is unscriptural to the max. And yet every Christian will defend it because he's a Christian. Be careful. Be careful. It's already coming to bite Christians in the butt because now the line is becoming, how can Christians support such a evil, wicked man? I'm sorry. You made your bed with him. And Trump, you're not helping your Christian base Dude, by doing no this. no way. You're only creating more of a bad name. Oh, it's because he has a backbone. Did, where did Jesus ever tell us to, to go into all the world and make sure that you're right? Yeah, and I, I explained that to some friends. I, I said, look, what's going on with conservatives is they feel like they finally have somebody with a backbone who's defending them, who's given a middle finger. Now, when I had that conversation, I said, I don't, I'm not saying I agree with that, but that's what they're thinking. As evangelicals, as Christians, if we start compromising on our values and our morals, is it right? Look, look who we're going to end up oh, being dude, aligned with. But look at the fruit of it, dude. We can we, look at our look at this is an off-word analogy. This is uh, mm-hmm. uh, food comparisons, right? Stuffing chicken full of hormones and steroids is it healthier? Yeah, they look better, but are we cheating something here? Right. Now everybody's going back to the original, non-grass-fed this, and oh, I'm sorry, grass-fed this, non-GMO this, yep. non Why? Because of what it's doing to us. If you have to compromise your values to get something done, that is not Christ. Nowhere in Scripture does he say that. Now, some of you will say separation of church and state, truth, but then don't call yourself a Christian and use ungodly means to do a godly thing. Because it won't be godly. Thank you. It won't be. This gets into the ends justify the means. Dude, argument. totally. And you know what? I don't care if you support us or not, because that's the truth. And you tell me in Scripture where I'm wrong. Tell me in scripture where a, an ungod, or a godly king had to use ungodly methods to do God's job. And when they submitted to God and did it his way, that's when the nation prospered. Tell me another way. Matter of fact, if you, and, and here's what's bothersome about this. Trump is not a king. He's not supposed to be defending you. You defend yeah. yourself. Why does it take one man to defend you? You're the authority. You vote him in. Does this make sense? You're putting the authority on one dude who can't keep his, first off, his fly shut, then his trap shut on, the, on top of that? Are you kidding me? And I got to watch what I say, too, because you know what? He may have repented for that. He may have. I don't know. I don't know his life. We don't know if he has. Right? Well. But I cannot defend what he's doing all the time. There's things he does great. Yeah, follow the Constitution. But this stuff, dude, you're killing yourself here. And you know what? You're making a terrible name for the Jesus that I love. And that I represent, and I would say the same thing to a church that is misrepresenting my Christ. The same thing. And yes, you know why I get offended at this? Because for how many years now, we've been now trying to kill the fruit that Jesus gave by using ungodly means. That's what we've been doing. And then it always comes back and bites Christians in the butt. 100%. Because the finger always gets pointed at them, and and it said, you did it with unchristian means. And even when it's you do something righteous, you might get blamed for it. Right? Peter talks about this. Don't don't get blamed for doing unrighteous things. Yeah. 
And they'll use the harlot Rahab, right? Yeah. She wasn't the head of a nation, dude. She wasn't the head of a nation. And I would even argue that she she made a uh, moral call. Thank you. Oh, just explain that. She's explain un- that. Just because she's unrighteous and made a moral call doesn't mean that she, she's an unrighteous person. Right. We're, we're all sinful. But she also changed her direction. Right. And she recognized what she lied about was if she did, if she would have said that there, there was uh, that, that she had saw the prophets or whatever, that was an unjust government that she was standing against. No. Do you know what I mean? So it's like there's so much to this, dude, that people don't even know. But look, I'm not trying to ramp on President Trump and all the conservatives. I'm not trying to do that. But you cannot justify this right now. You can't keep doing this. Right. Oh, don't you agree that if they don't love America, they should leave? Well, you did that for eight years under Obama. Why didn't you leave? Yeah. Oh, you fought for your nation. Oh, the Tea Party was on the rise during those eight years. Oh, all the conservatives came out in droves. Oh, they're doing what you preached. They're fighting for their own America. You've now got to teach them what America is. We're never going to win that battle. Well, then quit. Because I believe we can. Then move and find a new place. That's exactly right. (laughs) Go to Sweden or whatever you want to do. I don't know, Switzerland or whatever they say. Dude, this country's worth fighting for. It's worth fighting for its ideals and its values. And if we don't believe that we can win and all we're going to do is kick and scream at every Tea Party event that we do, what's the point in fighting? Yeah. We're not fighting anymore. You and I have talked about that. Like, are, are we just sitting in groups and complaining about it or are we actually Truth. going and trying to do something Truth. about it? And we, if we're going to fight, this is what we're supposed to be fighting about. Not whether or not they should even be here. It's about what values does America stand for and what values is America going to stand for in the future? And when we make this fight, we're drawing that line. Truth. And conservatives and liberals tend to stand on very different positions in terms of where that line is right. and what the values right. are that America is supposed to stand for. Right. We have a large group. I'm not even going to say a large group. We have a small group of people who are very vocal Truth. that are trying to tear down everything that conservatives believe America stood for. They're trying to tear all that down and rebuild it in a completely new image. And the the sick, perverted beauty of what they're doing is connecting everything conservatives say they stand for Truth. to something bad. I know. They're trying to repaint it. And that's why we were talking about this whole flag thing is it's tr- they're trying to repaint it into an evil image and saying, no, this is why this stood for evil. Therefore, you have to take it down because... Everybody's going to argue if you've got something that truly stands for good. Truth. But if you can paint it and make it stand for bad, then you can tear it down. Let's use Mother Teresa. There is not really a soul on earth who goes, Mother Teresa was an evil person. Uh, there are. Very few. Yeah, very, they're, very they're few. very few, like, but they I say she did it for money I and populism. I have come across them. Yeah, I've seen a couple articles. So, so see what they did? They try to paint her as an evil person. Now, what if the rumor got started that she was molesting children and that's why she was out there? And you get this to burn like wildfire. Truth. It, suddenly, it's all over headlines. Allegedly. Uh, allegedly. Mother Teresa allegedly molested children. Next step, you get people saying, that church can't be named after Mother Teresa. That's right. There's, there's controversy in her past. That street can't be named after Mother Teresa. That hospital, we can't be having the name Mother Teresa right. because she allegedly molested children. Do you see how quickly this gets out Dude, of hand in a dangerous. wildfire? 
So when we look at the American flag, this is the reason conservatives get so upset and so defensive about the American flag, the Betsy Ross, the Gadsden flag, is these things were not standing for slavery and segregation. They were standing for equality. They were standing for an ideal that the founders held with the Constitution. Were they perfect? No. Did they have utopia at the point? No. What they built was something that they felt would give the best possible chance to create that. The whole argument, the whole fight Amen. was slavery isn't right. And, and you and I have had this conversation about what should they have actually done. And this goes in perfectly with this argument. You and I have talked about should they have stood for morals and stood on their conscience instead of a fear of the colonies being ripped apart? What if they had said, we as a nation will not stand for slavery? Which and is what they right wanted there. to do. Right. Stop right there and they go, we trust God that he will build this nation. We're going to stand on something we know God abhors. Dude, think about right? that. What leg would a liberal have to stand on had they done that? Exactly. But because they didn't and they said, well, we'll build in provisions into the Constitution and the Declaration of Independence. We'll show these pieces that we don't agree with this so that at a later time it can be wiped from America and we can finally outlaw it. Look what happened. That's right. It went on for what? Let's see. Twenty years. It was Twenty years tw until it was like officially. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. The slave trade was was ended. The the cross transatlantic slave trade was banned. It was like seventeen ninety or eighteen oh two or something in America. And, and by the way, America had the very very small percentage of slaves compared to the rest of Western Hemisphere. Brazil had I don't know, millions upon millions of slaves. And you don't see Neither their country, no, but no, you no, don't no. see their country like going against them and saying, "Man, Brazil sucks because we had slavery back then." It's the only stinking nation that does that, and and because and allows it because that evil is seen, so it's nailed. Because what they actually want to do is they want to change the whole system. And if the founders had actually stood up for moral and conscience, at the risk of losing the country. And they had, they had successfully abolished slavery right away and said, no, we're not even going to build a nation with this as a part of it. And then successfully came. We would not have this issue. But the that sins one. carry through. You look at Israel, what happens? When they allowed sin to reign, centuries pass a problem and tension and issue. Abraham with Isaac and Ishmael. Centuries. Ish Ishmael is considered the father of the Arabs. And it's even prophesied to uh, Hagar, that your son will always be at animosity with my people, which was Isaac. So you have Isaac and Ishmael, two separate nations that will always be at animosity. What's going on today? That's right, dude. So God told us, look, if you will allow sin to continue in the land, that's why I wanted to wipe the land clean of Israel. Israel, wipe of sin. Because he knew if you let sin win, if you allow sin to start to grow, it's going to carry centuries of consequence. And that's exactly what we did in America. And now we're fighting this whole racial problem, and we can't get past it because everybody points the finger to the sin that originally happened. That's right, dude. And no matter how much you try to solve it, you try to put balm on it, you try to get uh, uh, away from it, Dude, it's always going to be pointed and, back. And then, to. and then, when you're not even thinking about racism, they 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 start coming up with these phrases like unconscious bias. 
Yeah, and all this it, crap. It always like creates a new problem, a new right? a new racism that doesn't even exist. The fact that you have to use what what is it, the unconscious bias proves that I don't even know that I'm doing it. So how am I doing it? Mm-hmm. Like I can understand if I was out there discriminating, but dude, if I don't want to talk to you, I don't want to talk to you. If I don't like how you look, so be it. Most people, dude, I preached that message on Sunday, yeah. the 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 liberty message. One guy made fun of my weight. <laughs> right, he put a comment on there. Do you think I care? But he did it. Good for him. At least he commented. If that's the only <laughs> thing he got out of it, hey, at least he watched the sermon. Hey, yeah. Right? But I'm not crying about it. Dude, it's like, okay, thanks, I guess. Yeah, I'm overweight and I'm losing weight. We're do, doing my best to do that. The, here's the, the one of the first off, what you just said was a highlight. Everything you just said, right? I think when we go back to history, and we can go to the, to the Appeal to Heaven flag, this one's really a good yeah. one here. Um, Because I I really want to talk about this. Here's another flag that I I want a giant one, and it's the it's called the Appeal to Heaven flag. And we're going back in in time for this, and we maybe we should hit on the other stuff next week. Yeah, let's do it. There's more stuff, but dude, this was good fodder because (laughs) listen, symbolism is destroying. First off, you can't attribute American history to symbolism. You can't. Because yeah, that's the, that's easy the, that's easy to peg off and attack. The the whole of American history is so complex. You cannot boil it down to one symbol or one piece one quote of artifact or yeah, one quote. Yeah, you like, gotta look at the whole body of work and you know the history from before and now, you know, all these other things. So uh the appeal to heaven flag, it's a little white flag, it's got the the pine tree in it, it says appeal to heaven. And uh this is John Locke's appeal to heaven and its continuing relevance in his second treaties of civil government. This is what he said in chapter 14. Locke explained the reasoning was based upon an extension of his own natural rights theory. Listen to this. This is what he said word for word. And where the body of the people or any single man is deprived of their right or is under the exercise of a power without right and have no appeal on earth, then they have a liberty to appeal to heaven, whether they judge the cause of sufficient movement. And therefore, though the people cannot be the judge, because only God is, so as to have, by the constitution of that society, any superior power to determine and give effective sentence in that case, yet they have, by a law, antecedent and paramount to all positive laws of men. In other words, there's a right above men way before the laws that man create. No matter what its constitution is, if a government becomes violative, we have the right to appeal to heaven. Listen to this. This is great. And any superior power to determine and give effect... I'm sorry... Uh, and have by, uh, no, no, I'm sorry, paramount to all positive laws of men, reserve that ultimate determination to themselves, which belongs to all mankind, where there lies no appeal on earth to judge, where they have just cause to make an appeal to heaven. Because the laws of heaven are ultimate. So the laws of heaven are only the true laws. So if you are under oppressive government, let's say the whole world is under oppressive laws, you have the right to appeal to heaven because heaven is always the greater authority than any law on earth. And if the laws on earth do not align with the laws of heaven, you have that right to appeal to heaven on your behalf. Right. And think about this. That flag was actually um, used. It was, uh, let's see, it was a squadron of six uh, cruisers under George Washington. That's what they used. And the Gadsden flag kind of took it over. So, but th- so can, I, can I point out yeah, yeah, just yeah, a little ahead, symbol of that? So first we have the appeal to heaven flag. That flag says, look to heaven, appeal to heaven about your oppression. Then we have the Gadsden, which kind of took over, which was a don't tread on me. So I've made my appeal to heaven. I've, I've put this on God's doorstep. Now I'm just warning you. I'm in defensive mode. That's right. I am. I'm a not going to attack unless I'm provoked. Yeah. Yeah. You provoke me, I will bite. 
don't tread on me. That's right. That's not a, I am going to take over the world. I am going yeah, to oppress racism, all people. Because we love racism. I'm, I'm going to oppress all peoples and I'm going to hold them under my thumb. That is not at all in any of that symbol. All, all the media that got mad at Chris Pratt, look to the first flag. If you see an injustice and nobody's listening, appeal to heaven. If true. And you know what? If you're in the wrong and you're in sin, when you appeal to heaven, he's going to correct you. Mm-hmm. You can't appeal to me with all that mess in you. How are you going to try to correct someone else? You can't even correct yourself. Really? Yeah. How are you going to do that? These Antifa movements, we were talking about it just earlier, how um, why is it every other person's a white supremacist or far right organization or far whatever, uh, what is it? Fascist. Fascist groups, right? But when it comes to like the Antifas who actually use violence, right, they're anti-fascists. Yeah. Yet they use fascist means, means to get their way. What makes what you do not fascism and these other people fascists? It doesn't make sense. You're, you're, the fact that you're yelling this makes you a fascist because we should believe you over everybody else. That is fascism, dude. Yeah. The very thing you're mad at Christians because they we're shoving it down people's throats, that's fascism. I'm sorry, dude, but there, there comes a point where you start. This is why it's like people are like, you're too vocal. They're stepping on my Christ. Mm-hmm. They're stepping on my rights, man. I've got to be vocal. Yes, don't tread on me is a, is a pertinent flag for me. Absolutely it is. Absolutely it is. You're stepping on the things that God gave me a right to, not you. Of course I'm going to say something. Government doesn't listen to me. Anybody who's watching, right, Mike, look mm-hmm. in the camera because I want you to echo this too. You can give your own description, right? Government does not give you the authority for anything. God does. You have the right to choose what authority you're lying under, right? But government, gov- government doesn't give you anything. It takes from you to give. You have unalienable rights. By from who? From God, our creator. What that means is nobody should be able to take those rights away from you. Amen. I'm standing, Massey's standing, people who stand for the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence, are standing for your rights. What we're saying is don't let it get to a government where Trump can take away your rights. That's right. You're scared of Trump. Okay, whether I agree or disagree with you, I will fight with you to ensure that government does not remove your rights. The thing is, God is the one who gives you rights. Government should never be able to take away your rights. And if they start to, don't tread on me. That's right. And think about this. Conservatives, if you allow President Trump or whoever that sits in that office to, to control and, and, and give a voice to Christian values, You've now given that authority to one man to give you a voice for Christian values when you're the one with the voice. Exactly. And if you allow him to stand for you, he stands for you. That means you stand for everything he stands for. That's exactly right. So don't allow somebody to determine Keep going. what you stand Keep for. Keep going. I know you're going to go there. Right now. What happens when someone else who's contrary to you stands against you? Exactly. You've given that authority to that you person. You've allowed them to stand for you. And they will stand against you too. Precisely. If Christians, this is to you. We will always be under the gun. We will always be under the microscope. It never stopped. It will never stop. It happened to Christ. You don't think it's going to happen to us. Dude. If you allow somebody that you've chosen to represent you, misrepresent your Christ, you yourself are misrepresented, and you yourself are painted as an evil, wicked person. Be blamed for your good works, not for your unrighteousness. That's right. And right now, what scares me is there's no Christian pushback on what Trump says and does. I'm sorry. 
but your words matter. How you treat other people matters. Dude, we, you get attacked. Okay. Does that mean that you sling mud twice as hard? That's right. <laughs> it's funny. And we got we got a young Jewish guy, a Ben Shapiro, yeah. that calls out his stuff. Yeah. Right? Yep. I don't listen, man. We don't disagree with Trump because we want to. That's not what we're doing here. When I disagree with Trump, it's because it's unmoral ethic. Because I'm taking Christ's word, not yours or man's. Dude, it, again, if we have to use unrighteous means to get this done, we've lost the war. Mm-hmm. We, we, we've lost. You've given, you've given away the last true defense you've oh, had. You don't trust Christ. You don't trust God if we have to use unrighteous methods to do this. Exactly. You quit trusting in the one that you say you trust in. I'm sorry. You can't put it any other way than that. Dude, God is the only one that can vindicate you. If you use natural means to be vindicated, God will never get the glory. You know what's going to happen when things get vindicated? Guess who's going to take on the glory? President Trump. Exactly. It's exactly what's going to happen. You know who fixed that? Since I've been in office, we've done this. No, 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 no. Since we started cutting taxes because they belong to the people, that's when things started to change. See? Now it's, it's all on him now. Mm-hmm. Dude, let's get real here. I there's a lot of things he's done right, and we've called it out here that he's done right. This is wrong. What he does like that is wrong. I'm sorry. I don't care if I ever get invited to the White House. I don't need to go there. That doesn't bring me my worth or value. You think I care about doing a prayer on the on the Congress lawn? <laughs> Dude, they're men. They put on their pants just like I do. They haven't been given any more authority than I have. Mm-hmm. Right? The only thing that I know is I have authority in Christ and where I preach and speak is where he's told me to go. Right. And if I ever get the chance, I promise you, I'll do it. President Trump, sir, this isn't right. You couldn't justify with a thousand scriptures what you're doing is right. Matter of fact, try justifying it with one. The voice you're giving to the Christian is not the voice. And we need to be able to tell him that. I don't care his position. His position doesn't matter before God on judgment day. Now, to add to that, we do respect the office. Of course I do. Because I respect the office, I'm saying this. And you, as a man, will stand before God in judgment. And we care about that. We really do. And that's why, that's one of the reasons we're we're so defensive about this, is you're going to stand before God, and God's not going to take lightly, well, they said this about me, so I got back at them, and I made an insult. And I, even if your plan was to turn Democrats into infighting and, and all of these 4D chess ideas, it still ends justify the means. You still, right. you still now, misrepresented Christ if you're going to claim either Christian or being a representation right. for the Christian. Right. I And, and I want to say this, too. Like, I don't get a delight out of doing that. I'm not calling out Trump. Again, there's been t- tons of things he's done that's awesome. And yeah. we've, we've said it. We're with him on the border crisis. We're with him on mm-hmm. a lot of things like that as far as like cutting taxes and making sure that we're, we're getting back to our natural rights. Christians do have a voice. All that stuff. Praise God, dude. But just because you've done six rights and do one wrong, dude, you can't. There's no justifying that. Mm-hmm. Stay on the straight and narrow, president, because, dude, we're behind you when you and, stay on the straight and narrow, man. And when you walk in faith with God. And you trust it to God, God will vindicate you. Yeah. God We're not will be capping the one who on carries him. you. 
And we're not saying he's not saved. I'm not saying any of that stuff. What I'm saying is just get this right. Yeah. If you can get this right, dude, you'll have a better name. A book of remembrance of, is written of those, of, of those that fear him, that love him, the Bible says in Malachi. Be that the thing, that you fear God and keep his commandments. That's the whole duty of man, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes. That's your job, mm-hmm. right? Don't go out of your way to do unrighteous things and be like the world to, 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 to try to win a voice. For what? What good was it? What good was it? Nothing. Every man's work shall be made manifest. It will be tried by fire, the word says. Yeah. Right? And again, I, I want to meet him. Not If this is disrespectful, then we've lost how to talk to people. That's, that's junk. Because I would have no problem saying it to him, just like I would say it to, to a pastor. I would say anything to anybody in authority. I don't have a problem. And typically, I never complain about things unless I'm in front of the person that I would be able to say it to. But I probably won't get invited to Mar-a-Lago or the White House, I'm sure. <laughs> so I won't have a chance to talk to him. Yeah. But that would be something I would want to talk to him about. And not do it in a condemning way. Sir, listen, you represent millions of us. Don't do this. You, just you putting the moniker of Christian in front of your name, that represents all of us. What you do in the light, what you're doing out there is representing us. Do you see that? That's some dangerous stuff, man. No, I'm sorry. You don't represent us. You represent him. Mm-hmm. I'll take that back. You don't represent me. You represent him. Jesus doesn't do that kind of stuff, dude. Let's and, get this and, right. And if you claim Christ, are you doing it Christ's way or your own way? Bingo. Right now he's doing it his own way. Bingo. And and rightfully so, people question the fruit. And they go, well, if the fruit is bad, what's the tree? That's right. And Which they have every right to ask. They have every right to ask. But shouldn't they ask that of all of us? Let's analyze dude's fruit. Let's analyze yours. Let's analyze mine. Pastor Todd's, all these people. Let's analyze the fruit here. What do we represent? What's our life like? What's our lifestyle like? What are our kids like? Dude, I I get afraid of that. How my kids are going to turn out. It's like, that represents me. Mm -hmm. You know, like what I've raised and how my wife uh, dresses and, 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 and acts and how joyful she is. It's a direct consequence of how I take care of her, represent her, how she takes care of herself, right? How happy I am is how she takes care of me. We're going to both answer for this, how we took care of each other, how we guided each other, all these things. Dude, you got to think about that. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And it's not a punishment thing. It's actually a righteous thing. I think it's awesome that I have a standard to look forward to, which is all we're saying. All these standards that are getting eroded. Next week, we need to talk about the border crisis. We have to talk about this. And this is coming from a Mexican dude, okay? I'm sorry, an American dude whose parents came from Mexico. I'm I'm an American. I am always American. I don't claim allegiance to Mexico. I haven't been back there in 22 years. Don't, because I went there to visit my grandma once or a few times. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not Mexican. I I don't, you know, you're a Mexican-American. No, I'm an American, man. Matter of fact, I'll take it a step further. I'm a Native American. I was born here. So are my kids. Mm-hmm. They're Native. They are Native Floridians. True? Yeah. They're here. My kid is a Native Floridian. Hey, it still weirds me out. Isn't it weird? It's so weird. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I belong in this country. I swear to its constitution, right? I do my best to go out there and teach on the constitution. Guys, 100 years of corruption is going to take almost longer than that mm-hmm. to get back to where we need to go. So keep fighting the fight. Yeah. That's why the things, like, I would stop if Chris Ann Hall did everything. Like I would just stop. Like I don't even need to, but she also needs help. That's why other organizations are out there. That's why the Bartons are out there. Dude, they need help to go teach this. We don't have to teach this and have a big national ministry. You can do it too. It's not that hard. Yeah. Pick up a book, study a little bit, rock and roll, get your stuff done. And, and the whole reason that we do this is to give people truth, give people uh, 
facts, figures, conversation points, philosophy, values, whatever you want to say. The whole reason we're doing this is to connect to people so that when they go out and have those conversations with their friends or their coworkers, they've got stuff that they can help have that nuanced conversation That's as right. opposed to Trump is right, you're wrong, or Trump is wrong, you're right. That's right. Yeah. Like, we are here to share information, share truth. And our prayer is that each person will be each person will be emboldened to go out and do what God has called them to do. And if we feel that this nation is a great, beautiful blessing from God, then we want that blessing mm. for everybody. We don't want that blessing for an elite few. We don't want that blessing for a corrupt government. No. We don't want that blessing for a small minority. We right. want it for everybody. Right. And we want everybody to be able to thrive under the consistent values right. that we feel America stands Amen. for. Our values are not white supremacy or <laughs> white nationalism Bro. or segregation You're or putting weird. a minority under the thumb. Uh, Massey, I'm going to ask you this. What are our values for America? That it would uphold to its own laws, liberty, freedom, and justice for all. That it would defend the weak, that it would hold to its original values. But with those values, where were those morals rooted? It was it was rooted in what they believed to be religion and morality. That's what they had originally written this as. That's why thirteen colonies had their own state religions. Uh, that's why Massachusetts, uh, the, the Constitution of seventeen eighty, says that religion and morality is essential to the happiness of mankind. Right. That's why the Northwest Ordinance of seventeen eighty seven said religion and morality. Uh, being necessary and, and essential to the happiness of mankind. Schools and the means of education shall forever be encouraged. We're supposed to teach it in schools. That's why in 1782 they printed a Bible and they use it in public schools. All these things. Why? Congress printed a Bible and they used it in public schools. Why? Because there was something so sublime about the morality that w- if, if man learned to love each other, love his neighbors, he loves himself, love God first, we wouldn't need all these laws. What is the purpose of this country? What's the purpose of it? To make and keep us free. This is the only country. It has nothing to do with the borders. It's, it's, the, it's the idea of liberty. It's not the land, not the territory. Dude, shoot, if we were in Asia and America was built, there'd be the same thing, right? It's, it's its idea, the inception of the idea that men could be free, governed by their own consciences under God, that we wouldn't have an, a fear and oppression of a government that we left 240 years ago, right? That we would be free in our own persons and places, that we have a bill of rights that says I can defend my own property. Anything that we didn't delegate over to the, to the U.S. governments delegated to the states respectively, that we'd have a right to privacy, that I would have a right to, to, to say what to believe, what to think, that I could print what I wanted as a press, right? All these things that I could petition my government because there's a grievance that I have. All those things are free because God gave me that innate ability to do so. What's the purpose? Why are we doing this? Because of that. Because I want to see people free. Because I want my kids to have something I never had. The freedom to just be. We don't have the freedom to just be. You know how I know that? So it's, it's and it, it, I'm not emotional, it, nothing like that. When our 990 gets sent back, because I forget to send a schedule, I forgot to print out a schedule A. I'm not free. Like, why do I need to report to you? This ministry is of God, not you. I don't understand that. I'm not, I'm not being mean, IRS. I'm just saying, I'm just asking. This isn't yours. I didn't create it because, you know what I mean? I didn't ask, I didn't need to ask for your permission to create a ministry. But doggone it, if I didn't do it, oh, he's doing something illegal. Why isn't he registered with the state? See? 
Now you I have, have not had the freedom to be me. You have to register your business with the state. You have to register your ministry with the state. You the churches. You have to register your nonprofit, your churches, your community groups. Marriages, Marriages our kids. have to be registered. Kids have to be registered with the state. Cars, your house. What? I have not had the freedom to be me. Everything is granted by the state. Bingo. Because if I didn't have a license, it would be wrong. I'd be breaking the law. It's crap. That's what I'm doing. That's why we're doing this. Yep. And I, I want to put an addendum to that. Addendum. Nice. Ooh, Good word. Yeah. Good word. English, here we come. We talked about the epitome of the values of America mm. and what America stands for. Truth. And a person will come back and say, yeah, you say a free for all, freedom for all. You say equality for all, yet slavery, Jim Crow, yeah, oppression. And my response to that is you're right. I completely agree. 100%. Who denies that? That, that well, stuff. People do. That stuff does not uphold the values. We had people who were not willing to stand for the values of America. There were too many people willing to allow the values of America to be trampled on right. by people who wanted to oppress others and create inequality for some people. It's not the values that were the problem. It's the lack of standing up for the values Bingo. that was the issue. Bingo. Bingo. There were not enough voices that were willing to stand up and say, this is not who we are and That's we right. will not stand for this. That's exactly right. But don't forget, there were also those who did stand up for the values and did defend the values that ended up abolishing slavery, that ended up ending Jim Crow, that ended up ending segregation, that right. ended up ending housing districting and redlining. That's right. There were people standing. Right. And, and for those, well said, for those who say, well, true liberty says that they could have gotten away with this then. They should have had slaves because it's liberty, right? It's freedom. No, 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 no. Liberty never takes away the rights of another. Precisely. Thank you. Liberty will never allow itself to take away the rights of another. That is no longer liberty. That is called tyranny and slavery. Again, something we're leaving. When you have to violate the rights of others, that is no longer liberty. You've now crossed the line of tyranny. So that's the difference here. When you Slavery was not free to do. Because it encroaches on another person's bingo, rights. Bingo, bingo, man. Rights do not encroach on other people's that's rights. That's right, that's right. Now, when a city wants to vote on morality and how things happen, like, you know, that some cities still have, like, uh, uh, adultery laws and all these other yeah. things, you know, hey, that's on the city, man. You could do that. You can live there or not live there. It's on you, right? But if that's what they want to do, that's what they want to do. But real liberty says, man, it's ugly. Liberty's ugly. There's going to be people that it's disagree dangerous. with you. It's dangerous. It's scary. It's, it's fearful. Super it's super scary because... Do people have liberty? But when someone commits a crime, that's why we have a police force or a sheriff, if you will. We have justice. Bingo. Another value of God and a value of America. Yes. No. Justice. See, look at this. All. Liberty, not taking away the rights of others. Justice, right? The memory that just is blessed, right? Freedom. Conscience under God or conscience, period. All scriptural. Everything comes from the Bible. That's a utopia, folks. You want to be free? Dude, and again, I'll say this with all my heart. You don't even need to believe in God to have it. He just oh, gives it. Yeah. It rains on the just 
and it rains on the unjust. He ain't holding the rain because you're in sin. Still living your life. Oh, he took away his life too early. Was he drinking? Did he get drunk and he hit somebody? Whose fault was that? It ain't God. He got drunk. You know yeah. what I mean? Or did he shoot somebody? He disobeyed God when he said, thou shalt not murder. You know what I mean? So you can't put anything on God. B- freedom and liberty is beautiful. But dangerous. And, but dangerous, but God gave that. Yeah. You don't even have to believe in him to have it. God was the one who lost the most by providing freedom and free will. Truth. He provided the tree in the Garden of Eden, which provided free will and freedom to Adam and Eve. He knew what they were going to do with it, and he still provided anyways. Truth. Look what he lost, dude. Look what he lost. Let alone the greatest loss of, loss of his son, the torture and execution of his son. Truth. Now, the resurrection, he knew also the resurrection. But the loss of how many people and souls that he loved because he gave free will. Mm, truth. That's deep. That's deep. Now ponder that as we wrap this up. Absolutely. Because this was podcast 42. And for all of you who ask questions or uh, a lot of things, on October 12th, we're coming up with some big thing here in, in, uh, at the church at Revive. Um, we'll be doing four different messages. We're going to be going live with all four. We're going to be videotaping, videotaping again <laughs> from the 90s. You sound as old as I do. Right, right, right. We're going to be recording these to put on DVD because a lot of people ask for the messages. Um, so please be on the lookout for that. But again, go to theselfevidenttruth.com. Um, you can find out more information about these things like our events, uh, how to support us. You can go on our Facebook, Self Evident Ministry. You can go on our uh, Twitter account, uh, Self Evident underscore pod, I believe it is. Yes. Yes, I'm right. Self-evident underscore pod. Um, also, the Instagram page, self-evident ministry. Um, and it's growing, guys. That's what's so fun is it's growing. Our YouTube page, uh, self-evident uh, ministry, where all the podcasts are. And um, We so appreciate your love and support. We'll be going to New York here very soon. Also, Jacksonville, Florida. You'll be down in Texas, so will I. Colorado. Um, and then I'm done. You know, I think we're done for the rest of the year, if I'm not mistaken, unless we so. got some Florida things here. But uh, guys, please be praying for us because there's a lot that we need to do. And uh, I'm not saying we don't have a lot of time to do it, but another election year is coming up. And guess what? I'm not going to let <laughs> we can't let socialism win, dude. No, we just can't. So we got to keep standing against it again. The selfevidenttruth.com. Please go on that again. Thank you for tuning in to podcast number 42. You got Massey and Mike. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.